traveling the world searching for equestrians of all breeds. The journey starts now on the International Equine Network. Good day, uh, equestrians. This is Scott Miller coming to you live from the International Equine Network uh, based in Delray Beach, Florida. We've got a lot of things on the program today, a lot of um, horse stuff, mainly towards uh, the thoroughbred industry because uh, the uh, Breeders' Cup is at Del Mar this weekend, and it's on uh, Friday and Saturday, and we're all excited about that and everything. And uh, so we're get, getting uh, getting a little closer to uh, starting to find out um, our, how they get there, uh, the track to the Kentucky Derby 2022 and everything. And then uh, what we want to talk about first is um, – uh, this is uh, the November sale at Keeneland. It's Tuesday, November 9th, um, 2021. Starts at 2 p.m. And, uh, it's a great, great, uh, sale to go to. Um, they have uh, quite a few horses in there. Uh, we're looking at probably about 250, uh, 260 horses altogether. Um, it's a great sale. Um, a lot of, uh, Horses in there are racing eligibility. They're for sale that are in training on the track right now, and uh, they're for sale. And so you could literally go uh, buy you a horse of racing age um, at uh, Keelan that it's in training now, and you could uh, literally run the horse next week. Uh, a lot of good buys there and everything. So that's one of the premier sales of, of the year is the, the Keelan November sale. Then um, to jump over to um, the standard bridge real quick here, we have the 30, uh, 83rd Annual Auction of Standard Bread Horse Sales uh, Company, uh, November 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th, 2021 in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Um, this book is the, the part two book, and uh, they literally have about, I would say, at this sale, they're going to go through uh, about 1,500 and 40 horses, uh, well, actually 1,546. Uh, so that's a lot of horses there. Um, go to the sale, take a look at what they've got running and what they've got for sale. Uh, it's a good sale to go to, and it's the premier sale of standard breads in the United States. And they have a lot of um, uh, people from uh, out of the country that come, you know, to, to go to this sale. So now let's get into the thoroughbred part of our show, which is going to take up the remaining time if I can drag it out that long and if you guys can uh, kind of uh, bear with me here a little bit. Um, what we're going to do here is we're going to start talking about the, the different racetracks across the country that make up the horses that go to the Breeders' Cup uh, and get their start on the way to the Kentucky Derby. Um, we have Gulfstream Park that's opened up uh, September 30th to November 21st. Um, we have Laurel Park in Maryland, September 9th to December 31st. Then we have um, the, the second meet at, at Gulfstream starts um, on December 3rd and runs through April 3rd of uh, 2022. So that's December 3rd, 2021 at Gulfstream Park to April 3rd, uh, 2022. Gulfstream. Um, we've got a lot of uh, great uh, tracks that are open. Uh, Oaklawn, which is a major step to the Kentucky Derby this year. Um, Oaklawn is open December 3rd, 2021 to May 8th of 2022. Um, then we have uh, Tampa Bay Downs, another stop on the way to the Kentucky Derby, November 24th through May 7th, 2022. So the reason I'm giving you these dates uh, for these tracks that we're going, that we go to and, um, you know, uh, support as we want to make sure that, uh, the general public gets out there and thinks about, um, you know, the horses and that you can go visit them and see them and everything, um, which is really good. And we cover all the whole country. Um, we have parks racing in, uh, Pennsylvania, um, in Philadelphia, January 4th to December 29th. Uh, we have Woodbine in Canada, uh, June 12th to uh, December 12th, um, 2022, or 2021, sorry about that. Then we have Aqueduct, um, which is going to play an important part here coming up soon, um, 
for the Kentucky Derby. They're December 9th through April 24th, 2022. And then we go to last uh, park. Um, we go to the fairgrounds in New Orleans, November 25th, 2021 to March 27th, 2022. So uh, there's plenty of uh, racetracks to go to out here in, in the U.S. Uh, there's uh, literally could be a, a racetrack in your backyard. And, and it's great to go out to uh, visit with them. They have good gift shops. Uh, they have good food. They have good entertainment. And uh, they're there, um, you know, pretty much all year round that you can go to. So, uh, you know, that's exciting. And to show you how the racetracks work with the thoroughbred industry, um, Woodbine uh, Racetrack in Canada has uh, moved their post times, will be moved back November 4th and 6th, and moved up November 5th uh, because of the Breeders' Cup. Um, they want to give all their clients a chance to come in and, and uh, watch live racing um, on the TV and also watch live racing at the track. Um, Woodbine uh, Entertainment has announced post-time adjustments for the live racing November 4th through the 6th at Woodbine. Post-time for Thursday and Saturday has been moved back from 12.55 p.m. Eastern Time to 1.10 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, while post-time for Friday has been pushed up uh, from 4.50 p.m. to 4, uh, uh, pushed back, actually, to 4.10 uh, p.m. Um, the adjusted post-times uh, will only be in place for this week, post times for Saturday, November 7th, remains at 12.55 um, p.m. Uh, Eastern Time um, here in the States. And so it, it just goes to show you that we've got a lot of tracks that um, are out there, and they, they're pushing back their times to accommodate uh, the, the consumer uh, of horse racing. Um, and, and it's really exciting, you know, to know that we have that kind of cooperation with the, with the racetracks and everything. So now we're going to uh, dive in here to the horses that are running this weekend. Um, uh, Malahat, uh, life is good, train in fine fashion. Uh, the Kentucky, uh, this is for the Kentucky Oaks. Uh, well, it's for the Breeders' Cup, but it's, the, you'll see these horses again in the Kentucky Oaks. Um, for all the attention focused on Electricisa, uh, uh, leading up to the Longines Breeders' Cup distaff, there's another younger filly that's uh, the credentials to steal the show uh, from her uh, in the November 6th stakes at Del Mar. Um, as much as uh, Shadwell Stables Mahalat, uh may not have the reputation as a horse of the year candidate like Electric uh, Visa uh, has, the impressive uh, $1.5 million yearling um, buy is indeed coming up to the distaff looking like a proverbial million bucks. And she's ready to uh, for a strong effort in the $2 million distaff. Um, and this horse is really good. Uh, sorry about it on, on the names and not good on names and everything because uh, I do have some book learning, but uh, I'm hard on names. Um, part of the reason... Uh, for it, as Fletcher said, November uh, 1st, about the lack of recent chatter about the three-year-old long jeans Kentucky Oaks winner um, is that she hasn't run since the Alabama Stakes, a grade one, at, um, uh, and she had to run in the Beldame Stakes or the Judamont Spencer. Maybe she would be in everyone's mind uh, a little more. Uh, she had a big gallop over the track at Del Mar, this morning and seems to be really in good form. Uh, she has a good preparation for uh, this while still getting stronger and putting on weight. Uh, we're very happy with her, Todd Fletcher said. Malahat uh, has been targeting the distaff since August 21st when she posted a one-and-a-half-length victory in the Alabama Stakes at Saratoga. But since she'd be named champion three-year-old filly of the year, the one point $5 million earn, uh, earner shipped from New York to Del Mar October 31st with a record of six wins and seven starts and will be facing older rivals for the first time in, in the distaff. Um, we, we've had high hopes for her uh, her entire life, Fletcher said, about, about this multiple grade one stakes winner, daughter of Curling, who has uh, 
bred by Stoner Street Thoroughbred Holdings and bought for seven-figure price at Keeneland in September in the yearling sale from Donnelly Stud Consignment. Um, Pletcher reported that the big-ass fans Breeder Cup Mile, and we're going to talk about this a little bit later, um, the Breeder Cup Mile uh, sometimes is a really good stepping stone towards the Kentucky Derby um, in 2022. Um, it could be this horse could be in the juvenile stakes, but they're backing down to a mile on the dirt, um, and and they're looking looking good for it. Um, Pletcher also reported that biggest uh, fans Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile favorite is Life is Good, handled the weekend flight uh, from New York, as well as uh, is on course for a solid effort in Saturday's race. He trained exceptionally well. Pletcher said about the three-year-old colt owned by One Star Farm and China Horse Club. He's a very impressive uh, horse to watch to train. He breezes uh, our eye-catching, and we were happy with uh, the way he shipped, and so far, so good. In his last start, the son of Vinton Mischief and Mary West was uh, an easy five-and-a-half-length winner in the September 25th Kelso Handicap while uh, facing older horses for the first time. Originally trained by Bob Baffert, he has won four or five uh, starts with the, with the long loss in the August 28th H. Allen Jerkins Memorial Stakes. Um, he was coming off a layoff nearly six months and making his first start for Fletcher when he lost by a neck into Qatar Racing Breeders' Cup Sprint uh, to favor Jackie's Warrior in the seventh for the long uh, uh, Jerkins. So uh, he, he's a good horse. Uh, he's a good horse. Uh, and uh, so um, Malhamat, she's a good horse, too. Uh, she's ready. You'll be seeing her uh, down the road in the, in the Kentucky Oaks uh, at Churchill. And um, the whole thing that we're trying to explain uh, to the racing uh, entity that we have is that horses uh, takes a long time for the thoroughbred to get right and ready. You got to really plan out your, uh, you know, your journey to the Kentucky Derby on how they get there. Um, it's it's going to be a, a, a difficult uh, time uh, this time in the Breeders' Cup because basically what happens, you have a lot of great horses coming into the Breeders' Cup, but after the Breeders' Cup, a lot of them just tail off and they, you know, they become a, a you know, a good uh, earner. Um, but they just don't have, you know, what it takes to keep competing in these grade one stake races like we're talking about. Um, one of the things that uh, we're going to talk about now is the Long Jeans uh, Breeders' Cup distaff. Um, it's a grade one. Uh, post time is at 4 p.m. Pacific time, which makes that post time uh, here Eastern time, 7 o'clock at night. Um, it's a purse of $2 million for Philly and Mares, three-year-olds and up. Upward. Northern Hemisphere three year olds, 121 pounds they'll carry. Older horses will carry 124. Summer, summer Hemisphere uh, three year olds will carry 118 uh, pounds. Older horses will carry 124. Uh, it's $30,000 to pre enter your horse, 30000 to enter with a guaranteed $2 million purse, including travel awards, of which 52% uh, of the owner. Um, of the winner uh, receives 17%. Second uh, place finishes get 9%. Third uh, place gets 5%. And fourth gets uh, 3%. Fifth gets 2%. And 1% uh, to the rest of the field. And uh, this is going to be a great uh, race for the, uh, these horses. It's a mile and eight on the dirt. And we got some really good ones in here and the, that I would like to... Uh, kind of give a handicap to you, uh, get your pen and paper out, and uh, get ready to write these down. Um, one of the things that we're looking at is uh, um, Bob, Bob Bafford, uh, Chad Brown, uh, all have horses uh, in this race. So, you know, it's a really tough race. Todd Pletcher has them in here, Ash Mason, uh, Billy Mott, Brad Cox, Bob Bafford again, and Chad Brown. You know, um, these, these are uh, terrific horses. Like I said, they're going a mile and an eighth on the dirt. And we're going to just take a look here. And um, I'm going to give you my distaff um, uh, win, winners. 
Um, any one of these four horses that I'm going to give you um, can um, uh, win the race. Uh, it's going to be interesting here uh, to see what happens with it. Um, right now, my pick right now is Letru. It's L-E-T-R-U-S-K-A. Uh, she's a nice horse and uh, really looks good. And then a uh, 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 sire that I had some uh, dealings with, uh, Daredevil, sired a nice horse, and her name is um, Shedress the Devil. Um, she would be my second choice. Uh, Private Mission would be my third choice. And Malhohat would be my fourth choice. Choice, But I think she might do, run good for Ch Todd Fletcher. Uh, she's a great horse, um, really, really uh, uh, coming up, but she's a young horse. And I think she might still have a little bit more to go, you know, on, on this uh, uh, Breeders' Cup day. Um, she's a daredevil. Um, uh, uh, she dares the devil. Sorry about that. Uh, it's Brad Cox trained, and Brad Cox comes in to these big races like this loaded for bear. I mean, he's coming in with this horse. And uh, she might be the one to get it. She's a four-year-old filly carrying 128 pounds. And then um, uh, Mal Malahat, um, which is uh, trained by uh, Todd Pletcher, she's at four to one. Uh, she's got Johnny Velasquez on her. And uh, I think the weight difference might make a difference, uh, you know, on this. Uh, you know, we're just looking at three or four pounds, and I think it might make a difference. She's at four to one. And uh, She Dares the Devil is also at 4 to 1, carrying 125 pounds uh, that time. And then the long shot um, uh, out of my four um, that I have uh, in here is um, Private Mission. Uh, Private Mission is a, a very good horse. Uh, she's trained by Bob Baffert. She's at 8 to 1, drawing the one post. So that's going to give her a little bit of an advantage. Uh, you know, in this mile and an eighth, uh, trek that she's getting ready to go on. And also, uh, hopefully, you know, she'll get there. And like I said, um, Electricus, uh, she's a, she does the devil private mission and Malhat, and all, uh, are the good ones. And, um, believe me, um, my struggle with, uh, name, uh, talking about these horses is a little bit, but my, um, betting, uh, expertise is, uh, pretty much spot on. Uh, when we go to go to uh, uh, the races, um, the next race we're going to talk about uh, is uh, the Breeders' Cup Juvenile for Phillies. Um, this is a mile on the 16th. The purse is two million dollars. Uh, Phillies, two-year-olds, uh, which you, you could see a lot of these Phillies in the Kentucky Oaks on the first Saturday or the first Friday in May. Um, you know, they're, they're, these are good horses. But the purse is $2 million for Philly two-year-olds, weight 122 pounds, 30000 to pre-enter, 30000 to enter, and um, guaranteed purse of $2 million, uh, including travel awards, uh, which would be 17% um, to the winners, 9 to second, 5 to third, 3 to fourth, 2 to fifth, and 1% to the rest of the field. And uh, this is going to be an interesting race. Um, a lot of these horses have really proved themselves over the last few months here. And so uh, I, I'm excited about this to see where these horses are going to come out, uh, you know, how they're going to come out, uh, to see uh, which way they go. And uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, this is probably one of the best rated fields that I've seen in a long time. Um, there's any one of these horses who could, could win the race. Um, you know, uh, I, I've always said that um, if you prepare a horse properly and get him on, get him or her on a schedule, you're in pretty good shape. Uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see um, what these horses do. And I, I'm going to go out on a limb um, here for some of, some of this. Um, it's a, uh, I don't know how to explain it. Um, this race is so evenly matched that I've never seen a race like this before. Um, uh, my pick for this race um, is going to be Hidden Connection, Echo Zulu, Juju's Map, and Tar Tarabai. 
um, th- this race is good. Uh, we got a lot. Of, we got Brooke Calhoun in here with her Hidden Connection, which uh, I think is going to be really, really a, a good uh, choice. Uh, Hidden Connections of well seasoned, and um, uh, sitting here thinking about it, uh, Cal- Brett Calhoun does a great job in getting these horses ready. Uh, so we'll see what happens, you know, on Friday with these horses. Um, the post time um, for this race, let's see here, will be 3.30 p.m. Pacific time and everything. So uh, it, it'll be good. Um, the one horse that I really do like is Echo Zulu. Uh, he's got uh, Rosario on him and Steve Asmussen train. And I think uh, Steve's going to make a mark with this filly. And uh, to be honest with you, I think this might be the horse to win the Kentucky Oaks next year and everything. But um, that, that's that's a good race. Uh, now we come to the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Um, this is uh, the this is the road to the Kentucky Derby that we have here um, and on how they get there. Um, this is the race nine is the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Uh, presented by the Thoroughbred Aftercare Alliance. It's a grade one, and post time is 4.50 Pacific time, which is 7.50 uh, East Coast time uh, here. It's on November 5th. Um, it's the purse of $2 million for Colts and Gildings, two-year-olds, weight 122 pounds, 30000 to pre-enter, 30000 to enter, guaranteed $2 million, purse including travel awards, which uh, which will be 52%. Um, the owner of the winner gets 17%, uh, percent, um, or gets, um, uh, the owner, uh, of the race, uh, coming up here. He will end up, uh, getting 17%, uh, of 52%, uh, sorry about that, uh, to the owner, 17% to second place, nine to third, five to fourth, um, 5% to fourth, three to fifth, Two to six, uh, and seventh and on back gets one percent. Um, this is a great race coming up. Uh, you, you're going to see. You literally could see possibly all of these horses at the Kentucky Derby. Um, the, the, these two-year-olds this year are, are just awesome. Uh, I, I was really surprised at it. Uh, to see this kind of field coming in. It's a 12-horse field coming into the juvenile um, uh, uh, mile on the 16th, $2 million race. Um, going over the uh, um, the races and, and the horses here, um, I like Double Thunder, um, trained by Todd Pletcher. He's a 20-to-1. Um, I also uh, like... Uh, uh, a horse in here, another Todd Pletcher horse, is Command Performance. He's at five to one. Um, all these horses are carrying 122 pounds. And then um, I like uh, um, Carnegie um, by Bob Baffert. He's at five to two uh, in here. And then also um, we got Chad Brown has Jack Christopher in here. He's at nine to five. He's the favorite in the in the race. And um, he's got post one, and they're going a mile on the 16th. And I think that post one's going to hurt him a little bit because he's going to have a large field in front of him unless he can take the lead. Um, if he can't get the lead, then he's going to have a lot of trouble because this is a 12-horse field, and it's quality. It's a quality field that's going to be standing up front and, um, you know, pushing them to the to the wire. So, uh, you know, that that's what one of my, my concerns there. You know, with these horses um, in here, um, you know, uh, uh, thinking back o- over the years, um, a lot of the juveniles that uh, come out of the um, juvenile sprint, they don't make it to the Kentucky Derby, and, and it's tough. Um, so, uh, my picks for the, the four that I'm going to give you, and you can box these any way, which way you want, is um, uh, COVID class, uh, Carnichi. Rattle and Row and Double Thunder. And that Double Thunder is a, a top pletcher horse, and he's at 20 to 1. He's at 20 to 1. And that might make a fantastic, a fantastic, put him over uh, two or three of the horses that I just gave you. And, um, you know, look at the program, and you might end up getting a, a pretty, pretty good size uh, trifecta 
and, and um, exacta. Uh, so it's something that you worth taking a look at. And now we come down to um, this is the race that I think this is my favorite race of all the British Cup races that we have this weekend. And the reason I like it is is because uh, these horses uh, in, in the British Cup um, Dirt Mile is uh, is something to, to really look at for down the road in the spring and, and throughout the summer in here. Uh, we've got a, quite a few good horses in here. Uh, it, it's going to be a, a small field here, and I say small by eight, uh, in which that's a good size uh, field. Um, but the reason I like it is it's because it's kind of like a prep race for the Kentucky Derby. Um, it's not going in with the juveniles where you got the big guns, you know, in there and, and um, you know, that, that type of thing and the large field and everything. And what I like about this is it's a million-dollar race for three-year-olds and upward. Uh, Northern Hemisphere three-year-olds carrying 123 pounds, older are carrying uh, 126 um, Southern Hemisphere three-year-olds carry 120. Older horses carry 106. Um, all fillies and mares are allowed three pounds uh, and up. Um, so um, they, they're going to it. It's a million-dollar race, including the travel awards and the percentages to break down and everything. But what I like about it in here, we have uh, some really nice horses. Uh, they're they're competition worthy but they're not right at that graded stakes level yet uh you know and even though this is a grade one uh because it's the breeders cup but a lot of these horses you'll see go by the wayside over the year and the, and the reason i like this race is is like i said it's a good prep race for the kentucky derby uh for the florida derby um you know and down the road and what i like about it is life is good uh, the three-year-old coat that Todd Pletcher has, he carries 123 pounds, and he's at four to five odds. Four to five odds. And then that tells you a lot, you know, about this horse and what he can do and where he can go. Um, you know, he's a great-looking horse. Uh, I, I like him. Um, I've seen him gallop, and, and he's something else. And what I like about it is it's a one-star farm um, in the China Horse Club. And usually they bring these horses along uh, to create a good stallion. And to have a great one like this in the Breeders' Cup is just, you know, uh, it's just really fantastic, you know, uh, to see that. And like I said, it's not as tough as the, um, well, I can't really say that for sure. Uh, I think it's a lot easier on the horse at going a mile opposed to a mile and a sixteenth in the uh, Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Um, it's a million dollars less, but I think it's a good, good move, you know, for Todd to place this horse in, in, in here. It preps him for all the winter races here in South Florida, which will be coming back soon and everything. So um, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the uh, Breeders' Cup Classic. Um, we've got several horses in the Classic, and um, what I'm going to give to you today are the earnings and the races of the horses entered into the classic, uh, Breeders' Cup classic. Uh, essential quality tops the list. He's got um, six starts. He's got five wins and, and, a, and a second and a third. And he's earned um, uh, $2,880,000, which is fantastic. Then um, next to go, which is going to be probably the favorite in the classic, um, he's got five starts, he's got four wins, and uh, he's got one all off the board uh, there. He's earned $2,704,000, uh, which, which is really good. You know, that, that gives you an idea of the kind of horses these are because the, the more money they earn, then means the bigger race and the tougher races that they're in. Then we have uh, Medina, Spirit, Medina Spirit, um, has eight wins, has four uh, four firsts, three seconds, and one third, and he's earned two million five hundred thousand uh, dollars. Then we have the Lotrisca, um, which uh, is running uh, in the Breeders' Cup races. Um, she's got seven starts, six uh, wins, one second, 
you know, in a million nine hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. Um, so that tells you what kind of horse she is. So uh, the rest of them are going to have to be looking out for her and her race. Then we have uh, uh, Hot Rod Child Charlie. Um, he's got six wins. Uh, he's got six starts, two wins, a third, uh, a second, and a two-thirds. And he's earned a million seven hundred eighty thousand dollars. So that tells you what kind of horse he is. He's been in some tall cotton, uh, jumping on these uh, this race trail. Um, then we have um, Mahalat um, from Pletcher again. She's made a thousand three hundred eighty-three dollars, and that's good for her going into where she's going into. And then we have Maxfield, uh, which is at a million sixty-one thousand dollars. Uh, tough, tough horse there. Um, he's got three uh, wins, two seconds, and a third to earn one hundred sixty-one uh, million one hundred million sixty-one thousand. And also, uh, yeah. Max Player, uh, he's at twenty-fifth on the list, and he's made uh, seven hundred fifty-seven thousand dollars. And he's uh, got three um, starts, two wins, and and an off the board. So. You know, just to go over all this, uh, you know, to recap it kind of like, it's the greatest thing in the world. You know, these horses run all over the country, and that's why I gave you uh, the list of uh, tracks that uh, we're going through, um, you know, here. Uh, like on our uh, website now, uh, we got the race two from Churchill Downs is live, you know, and uh, I don't know how many people go to it, but if you want to watch live racing from all over the country, come to IEN. Uh, we have... Uh, uh, at the races um, every day uh, that, that they're racing. And like now, they, you know, they're at Churchill Downs, right, uh, you know, racing. And that's always good to go see, you know, what the track looks like, what the horses look like. Beautiful facility. You know, it's America's Day at the races that, that, we, that we show. And then uh, now we're going to talk about the, the classic here. We just went over some of the money of the earners uh, that are going to be running in the classic. And um, this, this is really, this is amazing uh, when you're sitting here and you start to read it and see it in print in front of you and everything, and opposed to, you know, hearing me, uh, you know, tell you about it. Um, the British Cup Classic is at 5.40 p.m. Pacific Time, which is uh, 8.40 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, the purse is $6 million. It's for three-year-olds and upward northern hemisphere. Three-year-olds carry 122 pounds. Older horses carry 126. Southern hemisphere horses carry 118 pounds. And older horses carry 126. All fillies and mares, uh, mares are allowed three pounds off of the set weights. Um, it's $75,000 to pre-enter. It's $75,000 to enter. And it's a guaranteed $6 million purse, including travel awards, which, again, are 52% to the owner, 17% uh, 17 to second, 9 to third, 5 to fourth, third to fifth, 3% uh, to fifth, 2% to sixth, and 1% to seventh in the rest of the field. Um, this is going a mile and a quarter uh, on, on the dirt. And uh, a lot of these horses that have come out of this race we're going to be ending up going to Dubai to race for, you know, the big, uh, the big uh, money, uh, opposed to, you know, I mean, this is big money here, but, uh, you know, uh, the sheiks and everybody, they got everything uh, kind of locked up over there. And when they offered eight, ten million dollars for a race, a lot of these horses would go, you know, over there to it, and um, also now we're looking at. Um, uh, Triple E, uh, he's at 15 to 1. Uh, he's trained by John Sadler, which is uh, always bring horses ready to run. Um, we have Express Train, um, that's at 20 to 1, uh, trained by John Sheriff. Uh, we have Hotline Charlie, trained by Doug O'Neill. He's at 4 to 1. Uh, and then we have Essential Quality, uh, trained by Brad Cox, which is at, uh, uh, he's at uh, 3 to 1. And then we have Nick's Go, uh, which is uh, trained by Brad Cox, is at five to two. Uh, we have Art Collector, which is at eight to one. We have Stiletto Boy, which is at thirty to one. We have a Medina Spirit trained by Bob Baffert, 
uh, which is the four to one, and we have Max Player trained by Steve Ashmeason that's at eight to one. And I tell you what, this classic might be the most exciting race that you'll see uh, this year uh, on TV or at the track at Delmar. Um, let me tell you, this thing is just giving me all kinds of uh, problems to look at. Now, these are my four horses, and you can write them down, and you'll be able to take them to the bank. Guaranteed, take it to the bank. Um, my winner is Nick's Go. Uh, he, he's a great horse. Uh, he's seasoned, got, got a lot of money, and Brad Cox is ready to go. He's ready to win his, his British Cup. Uh, then we have Max Flair. And Max Flair just uh, uh, is a tough horse. Um, I don't know if he can uh, stay along with these guys, but uh, it's an Asmussen trained horse at eight to one, and I think he'll really be good, you know, uh, to to see this um, this race. Then we have Essential Quality. Um, Essential Quality is um, is a nice horse again, trained by Brad Cox. He's at three to one, so it might be a Brad Cox duo. You know, through here and then, always in America's horse is Hot Rod Charlie. Uh, Hot Rod Charlie is one of those horses that you can't deny. He's in good shape. He's ready to run. Uh, they've got him on spot on as far as the you know the racing goes and everything. And I, I'm really excited. He's made a million seven hundred eighty thousand eighty seven thousand dollars. With six starts, two wins, a first, and two thirds. So, you know, that, that just goes to show you the kind of horse that he is. He's made a lot of money and he's doing real good. Um, the trainers um, came out this morning and said he was in good condition. Uh, he really enjoyed being at Del Mar and uh, he traveled well. And he's eating good and feeling good. And so, you know, that, that's half of the battle right there, you know, with what we're doing and everything here at IEN. So I know I rambled on a lot and everything, and, uh, you know, it, it was a tough go. Um, uh, I've got some medical issues that um, I'm fighting, but I'm getting over them, and um, God's taking good care of me. BBS is taking good care of me. So I'm in really good shape, you know, here, um, despite all the things that I have and everything. Um, if you go to our website, and uh, that's what I really suggest that you do. Um, and, and you can see live racing. Now, we have live racing coming from uh, Woodbine in Canada now. Uh, there, um, We have uh, IEN uh, Breeders' Cup Health and Safety Seminar. Um, that goes through and tells you what all the horses have to go through uh, in order to run, how the vet checks are, how they're taken care of. Um, you know, it's just phenomenal. Um, the, what they do for the Breeders' Cup and all the tracks, you know, and all, all the training facilities. Um, you know, they're all good with the, um, with the medical issues that horses might have and how to get them to the clinics and everything. And then, um, we got a new thing on there today. It's the ultimate RV show. It's buying a new RV, questions and answers. Uh, I'd go to that and take a look at it and you can see exactly, uh, you know, what, uh, goes into an RV, uh, and all the, all the equestrians are now going over to RVs opposed to hotels. Um, most of the uh, training facilities for horses um, of all breeds are, are getting closer and closer to uh, creating uh, you know, RV camps at their facilities to make it convenient for their, for their clients that they have uh, here, which is uh, really exciting and everything. So, uh, uh, you know, take a look at that. Um, we have a question of the week. Um, Isabel, uh, Worth, uh, she's a dressage rider. And if you go to that and take a look at that, that'll tell you a little bit about what she had to go through to get where she's at. And then one of the things, my favorite, and, and now I, I used to, all the food favorites used to be, um, what I like. But my favorite now is, um, if you're single, dating, married, this is the best weekend you can have. Uh, at Westgate River Ranch in South Florida. Um, if you want to call them, it's 863-692-1321. Uh, 
But if you go to our website and you look at Westgate River Ranch, we've got a great video on there, and it tells you exactly what's there and what's going on. Um, you know, it's really good. Um, then we have uh, Farm of the Week, um, which is behind the scenes at Heritage Farm. Um, if you go to www.heitagefarm.com, you'll see what, what they have to offer there. You know, that's really good. Uh, good farm, uh, interesting video that they have there. Uh, so you, I think you'll like it, uh, and see what all is there, you know, with that. Then this is a movie that will touch, uh, on our movie of the week. Uh, this movie will touch any and everybody that watches it. Um, it's not a, it's about, uh, Shecky. Um, and this guy, it takes him from, uh, uh, real young age. Uh, the full movie has Dwight Anderson, uh, Harold Kilpatrick, and, um, uh, Benice Jones. And this, this goes back in the day. I mean, really back in the day. It's called Checking, and it's a great movie for the family. Um, you know, it'll make you feel real good after you see it. Uh, that's what we like about this show. Um, it's really good. And uh, just go to it. You can watch it, the whole movie. Uh, it's really good. Uh, I, I liked it, and I slept real good that night after I watched it. It was that good. Um, then on our, our weekly programming uh, on our website, we have the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Uh, it's a good video there. Uh, tell you uh, all about the juveniles that will be getting ready to run in the Kentucky Derby. And you, know, you can follow them on our um, website, how they get there. Then we have um, Chuck Wagon. And this is a new one that we have on here. Uh, we've got uh, four dump and go crock pot breakfasts. Um, uh, it's for on the go, it's uh, four recipes, how to cook cook in a slow cooker in a crock pot. Um, and it, let me tell you, I've tried it, several of these recipes, and it sure does feel good to get up in the morning, uh, you know, and, and be able to get a good hot breakfast, uh, you know, just uh, light at your, um, you know, light at your uh, kitchen table. Uh, they're, uh, they're easy to go. Uh, you know, you get them in the crock pot or in the slow cooker, you get up in the next morning and, you know, you're halfway out the door, and it saves you about 20 minutes of time, you know, 30 minutes of time of cooking breakfast or trying to get breakfast going. And that's what we like about this show. It gets you in and out the door real quick. And then we have um, the Villages uh, Polo Club. Uh, we have their match uh, on Chucky. Um, uh, you can tailgate right here, international and domestic polo, live and tape, and you can tailgate right in your own home. Uh, or right outside, or you can go to the matches. But this is the Village Polo Club of October 31st, 2021. And uh, it's a good match. Uh, I suggest you go to it, like it, and look at it. And, you know, you, you might like polo and you might not. But um, it, it's a match that will really get you uh, in sync uh, with polo. And they got a lot of aerial views from drone uh, cameras and everything. And it's, it's a fantastic uh um, sport to watch. Um, then on Flying Turns, uh, which is our standard bread show, uh, we have the Breeders' Crown on there from 2021. Uh, it was exciting, a lot of upsets, a lot of good racing. It was really good and everything. Um, so I think you'll like that. It's called Flying Turns. It's about the standard bread industry. Then we have our International Equine Report. And uh, what we had on there is the 2020 uh, uh, Breeders' Cup post-position draw. It's a live it was a live program at the time that we carried live here on IEN, but I left it up um, here uh, so that you can go and see the post-positions and you can hear the trainers and the announcers talk about, you know, how the Breeders' Cup set up for its post-positions and who they think will win. Uh, it's really a good good segment there to to watch about the Breeders' Cup coming up uh, this Saturday, uh, Friday and Saturday. Then we have our quest for equine gold, and this is really uh, a, a nice uh, uh, program. Uh, it's uh, see who reaches the quest for equine gold. Uh, it's about the Olympics and uh, who did what 
and everything, and that's good for show horse jumping, uh, dressage, three-day eventing. Um, you know, it's really a, an excellent uh, video, uh, even though it's, you know, a few weeks late on there. You can still see, uh, you know, how they how they run the Olympics and everything. And then um, we have on last call, uh, I posted this up there, and I'm leaving it up for um, until Sunday of this week. Um, it's the best of Texas premier horses. Uh, you see where the cowboy horses go from from here. Uh, that that's really a a good deal. Um, you know, it's in uh, Texas. And it, it's what it's all about, you know, and, and that's what we, uh, we like here. Uh, we like to have what it's all about, you know, here on IEN. Then, um, we go to, uh, quarter time live. It's the AQHA gold, gold globe, uh, globe, uh, report. Um, it's, uh, it comes out of, uh, Texas and, uh, it tells you all about the quarter horse industry and, Who's the world champions and, you know, who's doing what, you know, in the quarter horse industry. Then we come down to zero to 10. Um, it's the dressage individual Tokyo 2020 uh, individual dressage. And the reason I put this up here from 2020 is because this is one of the most exciting uh, dressage events that I've seen in a long time. And that's why I put it up there, um, you know, to, to see all that. And everything. So, uh, you know, that's good. That's our uh, 0 to 10 dressage program. And now we get to uh, how they get there. And um, our farm of the week this week is Claiborne Farm. And uh, we have super trainer uh, Todd Pletcher involved. Um, we have uh, equine transportation first class, uh, how they get to, to the racetrack. Um, we have the blacksmith, uh, which is a good friend of mine, Steve Norman. And um, this guy has dealt with uh, all kinds of horses all over the world. And um, he, he's uh, one of the best uh, uh, blacksmiths in the world. But what he's really known for is his bluegrass band. <laughs> and uh, so we always kid him about that. Um, but he's got a great bluegrass band. And he's a good down-to-earth person, um, you know, really good. And, and the video that we have on him, I'll tell you, you'll, you'll see how good he is. Then um, we go over there on how they get there to the equine sales. And like I told you before about the November sales coming up, uh, which is ex- going to be exciting. And what I like about it is you take a lot of these horses, they were born this year. And so next year they'll be yearlings. And they start going through the, uh, um, you know, through the process of getting ready to, um, you know, run. And um, that's what we're following now is on how they get there. It's how they get there from the sales to the racetrack. And it's really interesting to see these babies uh, grow up. Um, when you look at them, you know, you see them, they're nice and they're cute. And then over over the months, they start getting bigger and, and they get a little more, um, uh, how should I say it, aggressive. Uh, you know, they start to uh, learning to run and play with the other foals and, and then when they're separated from the, from the other foals and from the mares, um, you know, they, it's quite a, a trauma for them, uh, because they've never been there. You know, they've always had that close companionship with their other horses and, and, you know, the, the brood mares and they wean them from the brood mares and that's, uh, shocking to them. Uh, some of them really have a difficult time with that. Um, then you talk about going to, to the sales at Keeneland. Um, that's a whole different program when you take these yearlings to the sales. Um, you know, it's just, um, it's, it's really, uh, uh, shocking to their system. And, um, uh, the good, the good ones really adjust and, and the, and the ones that have a hard time adjusting, um, you know, they get delayed on their track to, uh, to racing. Uh, and everything, and some of them make it, and some of them don't. Some of them become good show horses. Uh, you know, you never can tell until you get through um, the weanling and and the yearling, you know, into the two-year-olds. And then when you get to the two-year-olds, you pretty much know what's going on, you know, with the horse and where he can be placed. And then we have um, on here, we have our uh, Claiborne Futurity. Um, it's our daily prep races, um, you know, of how they get to the uh, – uh, Kentucky Derby, um, which we're getting ready to update. 
and then we have uh, the decision to uh, run in the Kentucky Derby. And um, that's, that's uh, I tell you what, I've been through this 20 times, and I'm telling you, I see the, 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 the stress, and I see the uh, owners go through, should we run him, should we not? Uh, what's our game plan, um, you know, to get there? Um, and, and if he doesn't get to that derby quality, then what's our, is our game plan? Uh, you know, you go from graded stake races down to stake races, down to allowance races, and then down to claiming races. And, and you know, it's a roller coaster. Uh, you don't know how these horses are going to turn out. You don't know, um, you know, how they're going to shift. And in fact, um, I'm just seeing now, um, I don't have the information on it, but it's the, uh, there's two Derby horses that are two um, Breeders' Cup horses that have withdrawn uh, from the uh, Breeders' Cup. Um, I'll have to check in on that and post it up on our website uh, to see who who it was and everything. Um, and so, you know, you decision to run in the Derby and you talk with your vet, your blacksmith, your groom, your exercise rider, your hot walker. Uh, the next door neighbor, um, you know, you check with everybody, the wife, the kids, uh, the grandparents, uh, you know, it, it makes it tough, uh, to make that decision because once you make that decision, you define your horse, uh, for the rest of his career. And, um, and, and what I mean by that is if you win the Kentucky Derby or finish in the top four, then you're looking at a, a fairly good stake season coming up. And potential stallion prospect. That's the tough thing about the Derby. If you run 20th in the Kentucky Derby, then you're not going to get a lot of people that are, look at you as a potential stallion prospect. It's those top form horses that really make the difference. And then after you make the difference, decide to go into the Derby, if you come out in the top four and five or the top ten, we'll say, then you have to make the decision whether to go to the Preakness that's two weeks later. And um, that's two weeks of pure agony. Uh, every time your phone rings in your house, uh, you look up, you think, oh, my goodness, you know, is that the trainer calling or is that the vet calling? You know, something happened to the horse. And those are uh, tough two weeks in there because you've got to take into consideration the Kentucky Derby uh, results and who might be coming at you at the Preakness. You might uh, have weather conditions that, that uh, the horse can't acclimate to. Uh, you know, you might have a small injury, uh, you know, that we hope doesn't happen, that uh, you got to worry about. So that decision to run in the Derby, um, not only is that, that a decision, but then you got to look at the Triple Crown races. And um, the better you do in each one of them, I'm uh, not saying you have to win the Triple Crown, but if you run good in all three of the races, then you have a stallion prospect. And then it becomes a whole different ballgame, ball you know, when you get a stallion prospect. How many more times do I run him before we retire him? You know, do I run him a full season? Do I run two, three more graded stake races? Uh, you know, try to, um, you know, uh, bolster his uh, uh, resume there. Um, you know, that, that's something that, uh, you know, that the, the, the trainer and the jockey and the, and the uh, owner have to go through. So it's tough. It's tough. And then we have Derby Day. And Derby Day is really, really, really good. Um, it's the first Saturday in May. And I tell you what, um, going to the Derby and having all the pressure of the horse getting ready to run and everything. Going to the Derby, there are so many parties to go to. Owners and trainers are throwing parties. Um, you know, different companies are throwing parties uh, that you go to. And that, that's what's exciting about the Derby. It's a 10-day long um, uh, party. Um, they have balloon races, boat races. Um, they have uh, uh, marathon races. Um, they have a great food uh, set up in downtown Louisville. Louisville. Um, they have that, that set up. Uh, a lot of good racing at Churchill Downs all week long, you know, and then you get into, you know, the, 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 the Oaks and the, um, Kentucky Derby 
and all the women are wearing their hats and the guys are dressing up and you know it just makes a good go for you know for a week a good vacation week uh you know so you need to start planning now for the 2022 kentucky derby which is i think is going to be better than ever this year they've done a lot of improvements to churchill downs um, they've got a lot of uh, fan uh, fan friendly uh, programs that are going on, uh, food, concerts, uh, you name it, they've got it. And so, you know, that's why I suggest that you uh, go to uh, www.churchilldowns.com, and that'll get you on the light path to, you know, what I was going on there in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, and there. Um, then we have uh, in our domestic and international events that we have here. Um, we got some good uh, uh, events. We got the finals of the United States Hunter Jumper Association International uh, Hunter Jumper Championship. Um, that's really a good good watch. Kids would like watching that. Uh, that's for sure. Um, then we come up blank on our international programming. Um, we had some problems with a few of the venues that we were going to uh, do the international, um, you know, uh, program on today. Uh, but you know, uh, they had some issues and, and we had to skip over it, but it'll be up, uh, later on tonight or tomorrow in there. And then, um, again, like I said, part of the horse business, you need to have, um, places to look at, um, places to go, things to help you on the road that just, it's not going to inconvenience you. Um, we have a uh, kayak.com. Uh, it's, um, one search and you're done. Uh, that tells you about hotels, car rentals, you name it, they got it. Uh, it's really good. Uh, I've used them quite a bit, and uh, I can't complain. Then we have uh, Bank of America. Uh, bank of America is an international bank that can uh, fulfill all your financial needs wherever you're at. And, I mean, you can do it, you know, just in a few hours' time. If you uh, go to their website, which is www. Uh, bankofamerica.com uh, you go to that and, you, and that's got you hooked up and you, you know you're ready to go you know with that so that's what we suggest that because that's um, who we use and everything and then the good old um, uh, thank God that, uh, that it's on our website it's the weather channel uh, you can go to any place in the world on the weather channel and uh, you can find out what the conditions are you know, what the forecast will be, you know, any bad weather. And, and you can do that before you leave to go to your event. You know, if you, if you don't uh, want to fight with the rain and the storms and, the, you know, whatever, you know, might be out there, um, you go to weatherchannel.com and they'll hook you right up. And then uh, one of the last things that we're going to talk about here is the over, equine overnight stabling. Um, if you go to uh, www.horsemotel.com, they will take you to any and everywhere you're going and tell you where you can find uh, a place to stable your horses when you're traveling. And um, what they do is they have uh, connections there with veterinarians, uh, horse transportation, feed dealers. Uh, they have it all. And that's at overnight, equineovernightstabling.com or uh, go to www.horsemotel.com. Dot com and then the last but least is our map quest it'll get you anywhere you need to go along with the weather channel and then when you get to where you're going what we like is we like ship.com s-h-i-p-t.com that will get you food that will get you office supplies that will get you anything you need delivered now that's delivered to your farm to your ranch to wherever you're at and if you call IEN at 561-466-1272, we will give you a free membership to ship.com, and that's for one year. And when you get your groceries delivered, there's no charge because you have a ship membership. So that's it today for us on it. Thanks you for struggling along with me. And to your questions all over the world, come to ienkv.org. And uh, we'll help you get uh, your uh, your equine endeavors uh, promoted. So we'll see you next week on International Equine Network.